Hello and welcome back to Reading of the Peers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien and joining me as always for the monthly release recaps, it is my very good friend, David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the latest movies of May 2023, so stick around. We hope you enjoy. I, I was about to say it's June. It's not June. It's May. <laughs> it's well, yeah. It's it's May. Yeah, May, May is coming gone. May movie madness. That's a joke I do. We're recording this kind of late in the day. Yeah, I've I've, I've been out in the sun. I'm I'm. Yeah, it's it shows sunstruck. Uh, thank you, David. It's nice, uh, I'm a nice I'm a nice tomatoey red. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to like so like what this is episode like ninety two. I think now I'm at the point where I want to try and be more descriptive, you know, and I want to paint a picture for the audience. So just imagine David. Uh, you, we all know what David looks like. And just imagine he's sitting beside like something that radiates as bright as the sun. That's my face. My face is burnt. <laughs> it's not that burnt. Nah, it's only a bit. A little bit towards the top there. Uh, David, I think the only burning you're going to find on this podcast is me talking about uh, these movies. Okay. I'm going to burn uh, some of these movies. Okay, yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, it's a good month. I like it. I was about to say it's been it's been a good month. Uh, best month of the year? Mm, we might, might. No. No? No. Look, no, I'm, look. This is a good one. We've yeah. got a lot of good stuff to talk about yeah. today. I'm really excited. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume yeah. 3. Are You There, God, to Me, Margaret, Bo is Afraid, Fast X, The Little Mermaid, Sisu, and Missing. And I tell you what, David, and I've said it a million times, if people want to jump around, the time codes are there. No spoilers either. Yeah. And uh, if people also want to see extended versions of these reviews, you can get on Letterbox. My Letterbox profile is in the description, so is David's. And also, if they have any, uh, this is a new feature, by the way, I don't think you've heard about no, it. No, yeah. This is- on Spotify, uh, that we have a little Q&A thing of like, hey, what do you think of the podcast? Any questions? So, like, if you are listening on Spotify, you want to throw anything in, maybe like to say what you're excited about for next month, or any thoughts you have in the movies this month, stick them in there. I'll publish it. Because Bradley, oh, shout out to Bradley, by the way. Bradley's one of our listeners, and yeah. he's been listening to the last few and liking stuff on the letterbox on the Instagram, and just want to give him a shout out, because he had a very funny thing on the Spotify. Have you listened to the Are They Got It To Be Margaret podcast? Yeah. You remember I gave out about Lily not bringing his book? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Bradley was something like, he goes, guys, been loving the podcast. Really, really good. It's just a shame this one was bad because Lily forgot the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good man, Bradley. <laughs> so if you want to be cool like Bradley, uh, stick yeah. something in the Q&A, Q&A. on Spotify. Does it, have to be, five does it well. have to be a Q&A? It just can be a comment? Or just a comment and then I can choose to publish it. Cool. There you go. So we should probably talk, talk and about sorry, it. And sorry, by publishing you mean? Like, as in like, so people comment on it and then I can see it and then I so they don't go public immediately. I have oh, to say, like, okay, this yeah. could be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, people... I thought just by you mentioning it here, I thought that was publishing it, but that's not it. No, David. The, David, the, 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 back, the back of house stuff on the podcast is way more complicated than yeah, you okay. think. A lot of, lot of ones and zeros going on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of ones and zeros, movies. <laughs> it's all just ones and it's zeros there. I mean, once AI gets his hands on it. Oh, man. Oh, writer's strike. We back you. Yeah. Yeah, rightly so. See Colin Farrell's out there? Yeah. Br- I don't know if you saw there some one of those you know onion the onion or some some yeah, of those Twitter parody, pages yeah. yeah parody things did a thing where it was like um, there was a anti riders protest or like a, a counter protest yeah where it was like all these billionaires just being like oh you want one more percent well guess what then we wouldn't have a hundred percent we'd only have ninety nine percent that's just greedy yeah, yeah exactly it was very uh, funny but, but yeah good to see Colin Farrell out. Oh, uh, who was your man? Who's your man? He's in House of Cards. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's one though. of those character actors. He's great. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you know his name, stick it yeah, in the stick it in the yeah, exactly. We'd love to know. We God, can... you dumbass. How'd you not know? <laughs> All right. Okay. So, like I said, we're talking about a lot of movies this month. Oh, by the way, at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about what's coming out in June as well. So, not, shall not, we? Not July. No, June. We're not going to skip June. 
Why would we skip June? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point, David. We <laughs> put a pin in that. I think we should just start skipping months at yeah, that time. Right. Just uh, and then and then next month we start talking about December, and then we'll come back to. Uh, I think what we should yeah, blindside and be like, here's what came out in August 1975. <laughs> oh my god, we could have a, a little uh, retro corner, yeah. like a throwback, and we could all do silly voices. And anyway, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a loose <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right, David, shall we get started? Yeah. Shall we start talking about a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? We shall. Um, so. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 were reintroduced to the Guardians who are kind of basing themselves out of nowhere. The dead head of a sentinel... Yep, Celestial. Celestial, sorry. And they are kind of working as protectors of certain individuals that have come to to live there. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, But they are kind of at the stage where they were at the end of Endgame. They're kind of reeling from the effects of that. But also we, we saw a little bit of a glimpse of them in Thor Love and Thunder. So we're kind of at that stage, but, uh, and I suppose the other thing we should mention is the last time we've seen them was in the Christmas special mm. uh, on Disney+. Plus. Yep. A uh, little, I wouldn't say there's anything major coming out balls. of Balls, it's balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a 30 minute episode mm. of, you know. Oh, kind of by the special. way, Disney are our friends at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I say, when I said balls, I meant like baubles, like Christmas baubles. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the, the this movie starts with an assassin coming into nowhere and he attacks, well, he attacks all the guardians, but especially uh, seems to com- be coming in for Rocket Raccoon, seems to want to get his hands on him, especially. And in the, in the fight, um, he's very badly injured. The assassin gets away, but in doing so um, during the attack, uh, he's very badly injured. And uh, doing some scans on his body, the rest of the guardians find out that he has a very sinister backstory, and they have to traverse certain parts of the galaxy to find a way to help their friend and yeah, uh, help him recover. So that's pretty much where they're at. Yep. And um, what do you think of it? I had a good time. I think it's. Straight off the bat, it's it's definitely not as good as the first one, but I think the first one is just like such a high bar, much better than the second one. I had a yeah. I had a much better time than the second one. I think this is a lot more rewatchable. The first one, the second one, sorry, I don't think I've rewatched it since I saw it in cinemas. Yeah. And like maybe if I go back and watch it again, um, I'd have a, a better time with it. But personally, I thought this was just like fun. It was heartwarming at times. There is some. Uh, a very um, sincere and endearing um, flashback sequences, you know, littered throughout the movie that really, and, and I know a lot of people seem to really latch onto that piece um, just from looking at Letterboxd reviews and, and reviews on the internet and stuff like that. Really well made. Everyone seems to do a good job. I don't think there's anyone that, apart from one, one very um, major character who um, doesn't do a good job, but the rest, the, the Guardians, I think, is is where the... the um, where it's really at like everyone seems to do a good job that's on the team the team has kind of widened since Endgame or even since well, the well you normally do after Christmas packing on those pounds exactly yeah but um, there's there's a number of, of different individuals that have joined the team different number of people that have uh, left and stuff like that so um, that's interesting to see certain uh, characters interacting with each other and I guess, I guess that's another thing I, I, I loved about this movie is just you get to see each member of the team interact with others that you mm. wouldn't you know it's a bit like seeing Avengers and just different teams yeah. and different uh, members interact with each other story was good i think they were trying to probably balance two different uh plot lines uh you had mentioned that james gunn obviously had two ideas in i think the, there's three ideas in this movie yeah. but it, as it's his last marvel movie yeah. i feel like he tried to wrap up a lot of the ideas he had for the guardians and the uh, ca- uh, exactly. characters associated with but it. in saying that i think 
you know, plot number one, I think they put a lot into it and it rightly so. I think it's 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 based around one very important character and I think that's rightly so they deserve to kind of have their, their story told. It's rocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is other characters in, in this movie that have been introduced previously who you kind of just get a little bit more of, of an idea of what that character is, but probably not enough for me. But I don't think it took away from no. especially plot plot A, which was, again, I, I really enjoyed it. And it didn't take away from the rest of the movie. Personally, I just had, again, a blast with this. Mm. And uh, thank you very much, Disney, for letting us go to the pre- preview screen. And as much as I wish I could pretend I was being biased about it as a joke, this was a very good movie. And I think... There's two, 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 two or three things about it for me, which is one, I think it does a very good job of capping off the trilogy of those movies. Like you said, the, I don't, two isn't fantastic, but I don't think it's bad per yeah. se. Like you yeah. said, the first one sets such a high bar that yeah. it's it's always hard to follow that up. So I think it, t- it tops off the trilogy pretty good. I think it's the best Marvel movie in, in a while. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And again, maybe that's not too much of a high bar to, to beat. Well, see, this is the thing. I think that there has been some... Marvel movies more recently which I don't think we've enjoyed as much but Mm -hmm. I think you know for example Black Panther 2 I think some people may have enjoyed that more than we have yeah um, which is fair enough but I think this would be this is just more of an all-rounder and also Guardians is more our vibe yeah exactly um, and fair. my third point about this movie David it's so fucking gross it's <laughs> the grossest movie yeah. it's just so we went to this and um, we, we went to, and I remember we were sitting beside I was sitting beside a woman who was with I assume it was her daughter yeah. if not Jesus what the fuck happened yeah. there and um, yeah, also in front of us there was a young child well a younger but it was only because every time something happened you could just see the mother turning to her daughter to make sure it was right it's so dark yeah. it's so disturbing it's so twisted and I said when I say this obviously I don't mean like R-rated stuff I just yeah. mean like it pushes the boundary of PG-13 yeah. so a lot of this movie I was like I think are you like get away with this like there's one scene in particular it's not too much of a spoiler of like Rocket like scratching at a guy yeah. and it's visceral yeah. they go to a planet that's like made of living yeah. organisms yeah. Um, there's like a, there's a DNA there's a couple of DNA sequences where yeah. they have to make things and it's it's gross yeah. it's such a gross movie and James Gunn between um, the Suicide Squad uh, I'm not going to spoil that if you haven't seen it because it's a great thing at the end of that and then if you've seen Peacemaker as well there's another element yeah. of that that's so gross he's just such a gross man David yeah. <laughs> and like look well, I don't mean from like any of the tweets yeah. he makes. I mean from what he puts on film yeah. gross his signature his signature uh, style um, I don't know it didn't uh, personally it just didn't affect me I think the fact that you're sitting beside someone like that I think yeah no that's what I mean I think out. I was I, my, my conscious I was more conscious of it because yeah. I could see her kind of reacting to yeah. the scenes but like they swear a lot in it as well yeah yeah I guess the another, first the first F-bomb in, in the which MCU. I think was I don't know it was balls fun. see that's the thing I mean Chris with bobbles <laughs> is, uh, it, um, it seemed to be more of just kind of an outtake that well see apparently bit. it wasn't oh, apparently okay. it was just a Chris Pratt said it and they yeah. decided to put it in the movie yeah, whatever yeah. Um, probably just kind of getting some hype behind yeah. it some, yeah. now what I will say is it's not a perfect movie by no. any means um, no. the, the, the runtime is a bit bloated yeah. I, there were times where I felt a bit um, slowed down because they do a lot of planet hopping that they, yeah. you feel like you, there's one that, that whole living organism planet yeah. I feel like you could take that out and yeah. it would like it is a very fun sequence but I don't think it detracts from the story too much yeah. other than the fact that James Gunn gets to put all his friends exactly. in the movie yeah. and two I think the villain was weak yeah. sauce oh absolutely yeah like for me it, he really took away especially towards the end any kind of sinister uh, elements that he built up like he kind of becomes a bit of a mess towards the end and I I don't know if it was um, if it was direction or if it was the actor 
Now, I've seen that actor before. He's yeah. in Peacemaker and he's yeah. great in Peacemaker. Yeah. And apparently he's a Shakespearean actor. So I imagine he has to do a lot of soliloquies yeah. and whatnot. But he turns into a shouting mess yeah. by the end of this movie. Like, it's almost like it's just so shouty, screamy. Yeah. And I would, I can't pronounce his surname. It's like Chuck Woody. E- I can't do the surname. I'm so sorry. Chuck. <laughs> um, his name is actually C-H-U-K-W-U-D-I. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, this lad, great actor. Yeah. I just, yeah, like you say, the Not direction. Not the right role, they, I don't know. I, 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 or they like just took out, they just kept, because there's a whole thing about him trying to play God effectively. Yeah. And it's, that's a really interesting, it's a really interesting yeah, premise. Concept, and you can yeah. understand his motives more than other Marvel villains. Yeah. It's just, like you say, something gets lost halfway through the movie and you're just kind of like, wait, why is this guy just shouting at yeah. a lot of people now? I don't really get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, anything else that I didn't... Yeah, well, I, oh yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. Go you on said on. you said there was a, a a character or an actor you didn't like. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to mention uh, Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, which I don't know if that's a spoiler. Probably, yeah. No, he's in the he's trailer. In the trailers, okay. Uh, and again, actually, I think there are moments with with him that are number one. I think really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. And number two, I think just some of the scenes of him actually doing some action stuff was, was pretty cool. He just doesn't get enough time on screen. No. I think he was kind of just that... Shoehorned that, Yeah, shoehorned kind of cameo character. Interested to see what um, comes next. I can, you know, you can see him being that type of character that, okay, this is when he, this is him in that evolutionary stage when he becomes that kind of omnipotent being that we've yeah. seen in, in, say, comic books and stuff like that. It would be interesting to see. So, but as I mentioned, some very funny lines in yeah. this. There's especially at the start. There was one line where we were just. In, That's in a very stitches. David Garry joke. Though. That's, that, that's, I feel like no one else would pick up on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you say, overall, I think I think it was great. Just like it's a nice emotional movie. Yeah. It's a like it's just kind of the ultimate representation of like it's the family you make because none yeah. of these guys had any connections to each other. And to see where Peter Quill goes from volume one to volume yeah. three, um, Zoe Sultana's uh, <laughs> yeah Sultana's uh, Gamora, obviously very interesting. To elements there because like Endgame but even like Rocket Groot especially David yeah. from a physical oh, point actually, of view oh actually yeah we forgot yeah, to mention I, that David don't you worry yeah. I'm, I'm an expert at this now. <laughs> yeah. I know how to segue yeah. well you had a very funny joke yeah. after this <laughs> yeah. what people will notice if, they see, if they've seen the movie is that Groot is a lot like thicker in this mm. movie he's a lot more swole bulkier so, yeah so we assume that Vin Diesel you know went to the art direction or the, the, the what would you say the, ca- the VFX, guy, ca- yeah. VFX guy and asked but, you know if, if Groot could be a bit more swole is there any chance <laughs> I don't know make him an offer what's my Vin Diesel my Vin Diesel Sylvester Lowe is like, hey is there any chance he could be like swole and like can we can we put him in a instead of a spaceship can we put him in like a like a Mustang yeah. charge <laughs> and instead of like can we put some NOS in there <laughs> What if, what, instead of a tree, what if he was like lost and like drinking Corona? And what, and what if they had a barbecue? What if, why don't the Guardians ever have a barbecue? What's Groot's sister doing? Um, yeah. He's oh, just, by the way, I just want to make a quick point. If people are sick of that impression, <laughs> we still have to talk about Fast X. Yeah, there's still another one to come. Hey. Um, but yeah, and you know what? Actually, I really liked Groot in this. He, he, he's, he's not in a huge amount of it. He's a bit of a side character. Comes into it towards the end. But there's a very sweet scene at the end between him and Gamora, yeah. which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, that was very but, good. Um, but James yeah, Gunn writes those scenes so well. Yeah, he knows how to put things, sprinkle things throughout a movie to yeah. get that emotional payoff. And actually, sorry, the last thing, speaking of uh, music, because that's the one thing oh, Guardians yeah. always know. Yeah. For. What do you think? I... 
Probably don't not ruin as, the last song. No, no, no. That's it, the, all I ask. The one thing I would say, it wasn't as memorable as probably the 100%. first one. Yeah. But when you're in watching it, it's just it's just a nice little beat. There's two songs in particular. The one where Adam Warlock is introduced yeah. to. Love that. There's some great memes with it online. We're about a month late to yeah. this, by the way. <laughs> and um, the scene where they kind of jump onto that living planet yeah. thing. It's very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I think the last song worked fantastically, yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, look... I think it's it's a nice Marvel movie because it doesn't try and set up too much. It's just like a good yeah. It's it's funny. It doesn't it doesn't set up, but I'm like interested to see where that team goes. Like yeah. at the end, yeah, yeah very interested. And then oh yeah, yeah go on say don't no. stay if you haven't seen it. Don't stay for the the last <laughs> end credit scenes. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah, pointless. Yeah, Re- literally go on to, go on to Google or any other streaming service, uh, any other sorry web browser, web browser. and uh, just read it. That's yeah. just as good. Yeah, that's fair. What what do I have? Oh, I actually do have this next fast X. Oh, Fast X is next. We go right into it. Fast X is next. Fast X is next, David. (laughs) But yeah, anything else on Guardians actually for you? No, worth a a look. That's all I was saying. Okay, yeah. So Fast X, David. It's my turn, is it? Wow. Why did I give myself this movie? I think it's because I actually like this more than you did, which is very strange. I had a... See, I watched 6, 7, and 8 last... The week before this, so I was kind of primed and ready to go. So I could explain this to you, but you're going to think I'm talking about any of the other movies. So Dom... Thinks he's, out of, thinks he's in the clear. He's having a good time with his family. Everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, the relative of someone from his past who he has, um, what you call it, wronged, is now come out of the blue and is looking to get revenge on Dom. And Dom has to like, get everyone together to uh, try and stop this person. Yeah. It's the simple way of putting it. Yeah. But I think if, if I was to explain it ever so slightly more, which is uh, Dom is now being harassed or attacked by... The guy from the fifth Fast and Furious' son, who we didn't know had a son, but now he's a son. He's played by Jason Momoa. And he is now doing a very good job of kind of separating and attacking the Fast family and really putting Dom to the test and making the family so spread out that they don't know how they're ever going to overcome it. Uh, Because spoiler alert, you don't. Because there's a cliffhanger in this movie. I just need to tell people there's a cliffhanger in it. Everything in this movie is not resolved. It's really important you know that. Yeah. But what does get resolved is your sense of childhood wonder and the thrills of seeing a big rolling ball go through Rome, David. It's beautiful. This movie makes no sense, but I had a great time watching it. It's so stupid dialogue. It's so stupid, stupid physics. But it's just, it does it so... What's the word? Just shamelessly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like it. You know what you're getting. It's. I don't. I think it's as bad as the other ones. Yeah. But I think it's definitely on par with. I think it's on par with Seven. If I'm perfectly honest, I don't think it has the same emotional yeah. drama to it. But then again, I think that's only heightened because of real life events with Paul Walker's death. Yeah, right. So, but that's what. It, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think this one. Yeah. Um, what's good about this movie? What's bad about this movie? Like I said, what's good about it is just bombastic action. Yeah. It's it's not as bad as the last one. Yeah, I, what I would say, would say is, is there anything in this we don't, we haven't, well, I suppose apart from that rolling ball, is there anything we haven't seen in previous movies? Family. No, uh, <laughs> no, my biggest thing about this movie, and I think it's it's more different to any of those, is it's, the cast is too spread out. Yeah. They're not all together, and the movie just kind of chops and changes, and you're like, oh, you spend two minutes with these people, and they're in Portugal. Then in two minutes, you're in fucking Antarctica with these people. Then two minutes later, you're yeah. back in London, and it's a bit, it's a, like, for, and like to, it's you, weird that that's the those are the scenes that give me the spins rather than the fast characters. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, I feel like there are people that can do that well. There are directors, there are writers that can do that type of narrative quite well where you have a team spread out and you're jumping from one place to the other. Yeah. I just don't think, number one, I don't think it this franchise calls for that type mm. of um, 
of a storyline especially when you're you're talking so much about um family and being together and working hard together or whatever like but yeah in another sense it's probably that kind of thing of the the villain being you know divide and conquer and, and stuff like that um, and also i think as well like there is elements of this so it's not too much of a spoiler so vin diesel kind of spends a lot of the movie with on his own <laughs> on his own yeah he's not with his family and um, John Cena's with Dom's kid. Yeah. Loved that relationship, yeah. by the way. John Cena plays a completely different character yeah. than the last one. He just plays real life John Cena, but he's great in it. Then you've got like a team of like ludicrous Tyrese. What's his name? Tyrese Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Um, a, an actress's name who I do forget. N- Natalie Emmanuel. Yeah. And. You don't know their uh, characters' names. Han. Oh, Ramsey. Han, yeah. Han, and Han, Han who's played Han by Sun Kang. Uh, Roman Pierce and Tej Parker so they're like one team and they're like the weakest team because you kind of one you don't know what they're doing and two they none of them kind of are charismatic to kind of hold the screen time like Vin Diesel is or like Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron who's a different team not too much of a spoiler like I said or John Cena for example Um, so yeah it's very choppy and changey like that and you don't really understand the story at times but like I said it is. A, I don't know. I found myself having like a good time with it. I, oh, you no. rolled your eyes. No, so like much. I absolutely. If you like, you can go into the cinema and enjoy this. But I just there was just some more, more like egregious moments in this than in previous. Like the chopping, the choppy editing really yeah. got to me. At one stage, you literally just go from one character back to another character, back to the previous character you've just been with. And I think like if they had to just spend a bit more time like storyboarding and, mm-hmm. and doing it. But as I said, you know what you're getting into with these movies. So yeah, but also I think what you have to remember is that the director changed hands like yeah. seven days before. We haven't even done, we haven't even done the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, we haven't even done yeah. that. My God, look at us showing intense <laughs> yeah. restraint. Um, but yeah, the director changed. But also you have to ask yourself as well, like why are you introducing characters like uh, Sc- um, yeah. Brie Larson's character and um, that other guy's name who I don't have here Alan Richardson Rich- yeah. so like they're in it but like not enough to warrant enough yeah. like like reason to like spend yeah. time with them exactly Um the one question I had was Kurt Russell yeah he's I, he was just, yeah, he's just busy I'd say or just okay, like yeah because like I feel like that that could have been that could have resolved the Brie Larson thing like it just oh I'd say no but I'd say she was, he was busy so they just got Brie Larson because and then it's her, he's playing she's playing his, his daughter, daughter yeah. because everyone's family David. exactly yeah um, so the things I enjoy I think the number one the the action is is decent there are some bits that are, are cool or whatever and, but again I don't think it's enough that we haven't seen you know, in previous um, incar- incarnations of, of this franchise, but also in other, you know, uh, franchises, whatever. I suppose the big thing for me was Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, He yeah. seems to be just having such a good time with this character. And, and I know you mentioned that he just seems to be playing his version of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, because he's auditioning just, for yeah. Lobu. Yeah, he's Lobo? just... Lobo, sorry. He's just doing pure chaos. Like, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, most of the time it works sometimes some things fall flat yes. or whatever but I had a good time watching he's, he's a, a bit scene, silly and <laughs> like it's just because we and you you just asked me earlier Gary do we have to do the podcast today but also <laughs> you'd asked me uh, you'd said like, what have we seen what's in this that we haven't seen the others and we've just seen not a just a campy Batman yeah. villain whereas everyone else is like I'm big and strong yeah. and I'm gonna beat for it. like exactly. when it's the Lee Evans not Lee Evans I always do that Luke Evans <laughs> Luke yeah. Evans Jason Statham <laughs> Jason Statham The Rock um, Charlize Theron but like technically Vin Diesel in that movie yeah. is like the John big bad Cena. John Cena it's always the big muscly dude yeah. and this is a big muscly dude but he's like wearing like big blouses yeah. and like but like it doesn't take away from the danger or anything oh, like that time, like yeah. he's just 
he's always a threat yeah. but he's having a great time with yeah. him and I think and regardless of how this movie ends which I won't spoil story ends story yeah, ends yeah. I if he comes back for the second one I'd be really interested to see what they kind of continue on with his character well he's he's either going to die or yeah. he's going to join the team <laughs> like realistically he has to join the team <laughs> yeah, exactly. if he hasn't already no spoilers <laughs> um so yeah, I thought he was great, and yeah, like I saw, someone said it, where it's like if Vin Diesel's like the Batman, yeah, with the, his son as Robin, yeah, uh, Jason Momoa yeah, is the, is the I, Joker. That's uh, my my final thing I will mention, and I I I didn't rewatch any of the movies, but I did watch a couple of videos, like recaps and stuff. Uh, shout out to the uh, Weekly Planet boys who do Caravan of Garbage on these. Um, some great recaps there. But don't tell people to not listen. Yeah, <laughs> don't, exactly. don't, don't tell me um, that, that exists. But it's it's just very funny to see that the there's some things they kind of um, point out in the other movies. I'd love to see different team members work with each other. In what way? So, like for example, have a team with Han, Michelle Rodriguez's character, and John Cena. Um, that'd be a weird dynamic wouldn't it oh yeah sorry I just remembered something from this movie I, I need to scream about or like sorry. I don't know Ramsey Vin Diesel his kid and Brie Larson <laughs> just, sure just like I feel, yeah I but like I feel like every single time we watch these movies it's Tej it's Roman, Roman. trying to hit on yeah. your one uh, Ramsey. Ramsey and then and they get four movies of jokes from yeah. that yeah and then yeah exactly and then, yeah, there's just so many characters. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like if you jumbled it up, it would make it more interesting. Like, you're seeing yeah. the dynamic between different characters. I also think as well, just, sorry, my last thing of this movie, I have two more, two more things. Sorry, and it's, oh, sorry, sorry I, go ahead. I was just going to say, the one thing is, it, it's it's so obvious when you, you compare it to, say, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all my yes, final point. Yes, No, I have two things which I want to just say. One, the camera work I thought was great in this movie, yeah. especially the character chases. Two, there's so much fat in this when you consider it as two movies. Like, yeah. when you consider, like, it's setting up the second movie to, like, be, like, a two-parter. This is Infinity War. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, there's parts of this you're like, was that necessary? Like, yeah. there's a whole scene with Han having a muffin. Yeah. And that's never paid off again. So I think if you were to watch the two back-to-back, you'd kind of see shit like this and be like, I'm spending five hours here. Yeah. What is the point of yeah. including this? So there's just shit like that. And... Yeah, I think, sorry, I'm just reading my notes here and I keep coming across things like, there's no stakes, there's no dangers. There's but no like, danger. say, Roman and Tej have a fight in this. Oh my God. And then they make up. But like, what's like, what's the chances they have another fight in the next but movie? What, see, what, they're fighting badly in it. Yeah. But yet we see them kicking people's ass later yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, oh, it's wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, look, as I said, it's Fast and Furious. It's 10. Yeah. It's the 11th movie in this franchise. Yeah. If you don't know what you're getting into at this yeah. stage... I think it's your fault. <laughs> That's true, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, look, we had a good time. I, I had a fun time, yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like to tell the people. Yeah. It, yeah. David, shall we move on to the next movie? Yeah. Which is called, Are You There, God? It's me, and Margaret. Is Bef- it? Is, is your name right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, uh, before I let you talk, actually, yeah, yeah, I think it's it, important yeah. to tell people that there is a full episode and there's a full 50-odd minute episode on yeah. this of me and Lily talking about it. it. Um, it's very good. Yeah, thank you. A lot of insights into the book. There you Some go. things I didn't need that. There you go. But, what you call it? So yeah, that's all there. So yeah. I'm not going to talk anyway. But I probably will find ways to talk anyway. Oh, of course. You're going uh, to interrupt me as actually, soon as you want to cut you off there, David. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I just thought I'd include it here to say yeah. it did come out in May. People should absolutely yeah. go see it if they get a chance. But David, what did you think of this movie? Yeah, okay. So, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is a coming-of-age story uh, about a young girl who is coming into the kind of the early teens and is starting to find out kind of about puberty and stuff like that and important elements of growing up 
she has moved from New York to New Jersey and so is trying to uh, integrate into a new school system with um, new friends and stuff like that. That's probably all you need to say. Yeah. Well worth a watch. Mm-hmm. It is so sweet, so endearing. Um, as like yourself and Lily would have mentioned, some very important topics. I know you did, you weren't a huge fan of the religious element of it, but yes. I like that conflict in yes. it. And I can understand because I've, I know people like that that are very religious. Because um, I'm one, David. Because you would. I'm the, I'm the religious person. Oh, yeah. Okay, That's why I didn't yeah. like the religious element. Yeah, this, this, is why, this is why we have to do that on a Sunday evening and not a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Performances are all good. I know you didn't like uh, Benny Safdie. David, I think it's very... And I want to make this clear because I got some guff about this. <laughs> oh, right. People got on to you. I have no problem with Benny Safdie yeah, okay, as yeah. a director yeah. or an actor. Yeah. I'm merely questioning the universe in which he so you're just saying it's is, unrealistic it's what's he doing married to Rachel McAdams I was, I was gonna say that that's the biggest thing in this movie is um, Rachel McAdams is not a mother she's not she's not thank you <laughs> yeah, she's thank not. you so much she's not yeah uh, but, but she is brilliant in yeah. this also and, I wanna make a quick point though on Benny Safdie yeah, go, yeah and David remember I have nothing to say no, about this you, movie you, but, I, but I have a quick point yeah, on Benny Safdie yeah. uh, it was announced recently that his next the next Benny Sa- the next Safdie Brothers movie with Adam Sandler uh, Benny Safdie's not working on it Oh, so someone did you? So someone got a year. Someone heard, is, heard your opinion is, and was like, "We need a bit." All I'm saying, Josh is the other one, isn't it? Josh Safdie. Yeah, I think Josh is just saying to himself, "Like, yeah, why do I want this Benny Lala around?" Yeah, exactly. The only thing is, there anything I want to really highlight? Cast, like you say, cast very good. The biggest thing in it. No, I won't. I won't spoil anything actually because just go in and watch it. It's actually fantastic. You mentioned in actually your podcast. You said uh, in a in a weaker year. Um, Rachel, McAdams. Rachel McAdams could get an Oscar I think as of now she's right up there ah uh, it's too early to say but I yeah. know yeah but like as of now and I think definitely supporting actor has she ever been nominated before no I, I came out with a bold statement on the podcast this is great we should do this more often where I get to like talk about the mistakes yeah, I make in other podcasts exactly, like, yeah. I was like she's not even in a big movie why is she not in she was in Spotlight yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a moron <laughs> I was like it's weird she's not in like a big Oscar run. yeah one best picture <laughs> She's been in other ones as well. She's ah, like... No, but you know what I meant. Okay, yeah. She's not regularly. That's what she's I mean. I said, like, I feel like the, she's not appreciated for her dramatic work. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. Watch me walk yeah. back on that next week, yeah, exactly. which could be a, an electro podcast or not. Who knows? Yeah. Um, no, look, I, I won't say anything more. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Well worth a watch. It, it's the type of movie now that you know the studio obviously had faith in it because it, it not only did it give you, they gave you a screening or they a preview did. screening. It's been out in, say, like our local cinemas getting like preview screenings, like multiple pre- yeah. preview screenings. So obviously the studio has big faith in this. So yeah, absolutely well worth the watch. Funny, kind of silly at times, you know, heartwarming and endearing. All that kind of stuff that you're, we're well used to seeing in those um, types of coming of age stories. Yep. And if you, if especially if you like Edge of 17, you'll enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. Owned in, by the way. Well, he's wrong. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, shall we talk about the next movie, David? Can't wait. It's called Sizu. Sizu. Uh, you didn't go see this. You haven't no, seen this No, I've yet. missed it. Um, you know me, I'm against digging for gold. <laughs> I've always said this about you, David. It's so annoying, actually. So I'm always, everyone knows I'm busy Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Sunday afternoons, I love going down doing a bit of panning, get it, trying to find a bit of gold. Yeah. And you're so against it. No. It's just like, why can't we spend quality time digging for gold together, David? It's not good for the planet, Gary. Yeah. But also, I think it's because you went out with that woman who was a gold digger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she took your money, David, when you were in need. Oh yeah, my I God. Know. Anyway. I'll never, I'll never recover from that. No. Neither will my bank account. 
<laughs> Neither of my bank account. Yeah. Ah, just Cinta. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Sisu, uh, David, for anyone that doesn't know, including yourself, it's basically about World War Two in Finland, like it's 1944, the Nazis are losing the war, but yet I guess the directive for m- much of their troops were to cont- kind of continue taking over these countries. But a lot of the soldiers kind of knowing it was coming to the end of the war and you know, they were kind of just try- knowing they were going to be put on trial and trying to make a good life for them um, afterwards. So we meet this character who has a name, who I forget, and he is kind of a lone ranger in a way. We just see him out in the kind of Finnish w- w- wilderness, wilderness <laughs> and he's just digging for gold and he finds gold. Good man him. However, he is kind of on his horse, traveling back towards um, Finland. I don't know. He's in a direction and he comes across these Nazi soldiers and uh, they decide to let him go. They decide to let him pass because they're like, look, he's on the way. Like All of our troops are down there anyway. He's going to die. He comes across another kind of van of Nazis, I guess, and they stop him, attack him and uh, try to see this guild and he stops them from doing that, alerting the troops that were up ahead and it then becomes a chase between the Nazis trying to hunt down this guy and his gold but um, as much of a simple task as you would think that would be for a squadron or whatever you call it a tank a van and maybe a couple of jeeps of Nazis versus one man and a horse becomes an impossible task of fighting a man who is more myth than uh, more more legend and myth than man and has ingenious and inventive and shocking ways of picking these soldiers off one by one it is John Wick but in World War 2 Finland <laughs> and in or as I turned to John during the movie and I was very proud of this I was like more like John Pick because uh, he's a big pick for getting gold David um, look, sticking in people's eyes <laughs> you've seen the movie um, yeah it's very violent <laughs> it's, uh, it's very it's full of like outrageous action scenes we thought if you thought Fast and Furious was bad there's some scenes in this where you're like fuck off and <laughs> um, the movie is fine like those scenes are the best yeah however i think where the movie falls down slightly is we don't hear this guy speak at all for the whole movie it's very much this like i said lone ranger you don't really know what's going through his head but we hear from other characters that you know he might they find his dog tags and they want us like oh this is the legend of finland he was known for killing off all these people so we kind of hear about him through other characters um, and it has very like stylistic shots and it's all done very cinematically so there's a times where it's taking itself very seriously but then you have like guys getting killed with landmines in very silly ways. So the audience I was with didn't really know when to laugh, didn't know if yeah. that was shocking or not. I found it very funny, <laughs> but it was very discomforting not to have other people around me laugh. That's yeah. all I mean. So I think maybe with a different screening, I might have enjoyed it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's shock, it's shocking. It's it always escalates like a good John Wick movie it is fun outlandish creative uh, I would recommend people do not watch the trailer because there's yeah. a lot of stuff spoiled in that um, the performance of the guy whose name I really should get uh, is very good he is like I don't know what age he is but he's a he's getting yeah. on uh, but he kind of continues that trend of older actors oh, like Aline Neeson yeah. or, or Bob Odenkirk kind of being an action star his name is Jorma Tomilla. He's great. Very, very good. And the movie is obviously held up by him and his performance yeah. uh, because he has to do a lot of face acting and also a lot of physical acting. Yeah. It is directed by a guy called Jalmari Helander who did a movie called Rare Exports, um, which I would also recommend for people who like a good fucked Christmas movie. It is a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's very fucked. It's only an hour and 20, uh, but not one to watch with the family. And a lot of the people who are in that come into Sisu as well um, yeah it, it's in it, it's in English but um, it's a Finnish production I think and look I, I I hesitate to recommend it to everyone because like I said it, the tone is a bit inconsistent and you're either there for the action or you're not but my god it's an hour and a half if you're sitting at home looking for something fun to watch on Netflix or whatever streaming service it comes to I'd highly recommend it for that Black and White 
Nope. No, it's called Arm no. Day. Yeah. No, because yeah. I thought when I watched the trailer, it was like, my, yeah, I, I'm actually interested to see it. There you go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, but yeah, no, I was, yeah, it's, I told you to go see it instead of what you saw today, but. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we have time for a tell you what I saw the other day? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do it then. Tell you what I saw the other day. So what did you see the other day, David? The King of Comedy. The King of Comedy? The King of Comedy. The King of Comedy. What? We haven't talked about this properly yet. How good is that it's movie? It's so good. Um, there's nothing I have. There's a secret part. Like, I watch a lot of movies. It's well known. Yeah. But, like, there's something about me being like, Dave, you should watch this. And you're like, oh, get to it, get to it, get to it. Yeah. And then when I see you've watched it, and it gives a good rating, I was like, I knew I was right. I knew I was right to badger you about this. And I saw you gave this five stars. Like, yes, yeah. brother. It's, um, this, this is like, it's like a movie about the American dream. And, like, just being so sure of yourself yeah. and just being like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Yeah. And being so much, so sure of yourself that you're also a psychopath. <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese directs. Yeah. Robert De Niro stars. The inspira- heavy inspiration for the movie Joker. Yeah. It's it's probably the best role I've seen uh, Robert De Niro ever do. That's, like he's that's, just, a, hot, that's a bold uh, that's statement. A, I know it is, but, like, it's just there's so much of him just being an old grumpy man and yeah. here he's the person badgering the old grumpy man. That's true. He's very uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, yeah. Um, absolutely. What's it oh, about? It's, 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 okay, so it's this as, aspiring comedian or, I don't know, he's, just, he's not even a comedian, he's yeah. an entertainer <laughs> and um, Jerry Lewis is kind of that, um, you know, talk show host. He's Johnny Carson. Yeah, he's, Ryan he's made it. He's made it and uh, he has his own show on, you know, cable network or whatever and, um, fucking uh, Robert De Niro's character just wants to you know just wants his chance so he keeps kind of badgering at him you know come on just he, he, he catches him outside his show when he's leaving in his limo and manages to get in contact and then um, then he finds out where his offices are and he, he you know he just keeps turning up at the yeah. offices with the uh, and the secretaries are there just like no like he, he's actually not here if, if you want to go home he's like no I'll wait and he just waits in the, in the waiting room and it's just it's just like, that it's just a sure sure fire sure fire yeah sure firedness yeah. of like the American psyche of just like nah I'm just I'm just gonna wait yeah. I'm just gonna wait <laughs> my biggest thing to watch is like I was like he'd 100% have a podcast oh yeah absolutely like if he was around now yeah. and uh, I was very I was, I'm very proud of my uh, letterbox review is that like or, like young people these days with their TikToks their Instagrams YouTubes they don't understand back in the day how much work you actually had to put in to become famous yeah. you know you just had to badger away at yeah. some talk show host you might have rocked into yeah. on 5th Avenue or whatever um, um, no it, it actually is cause it's, so good it's been one of those movies for such a long time I'm like what heck, how good could it be it can't be really that good it's very good it's so good and the ending is incredible I'm not going to say anything the ending is Love incredible it. so good uh, what, what, what did you watch it on David I watched it on Disney Plus hilarious yeah, I know it's crazy <laughs> um, tell you what I saw the other day uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels so I got Amazon recently Amazon yeah. Prime recently so a lot of my suggestions this month are from Amazon unfortunately um, but Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels it's the Guy Ritchie's kind of first well known uh, movie I guess and um yeah, I don't much to say about it. It's just a classic Guy Ritchie of a load of storylines, um, of a load of different people. You have no idea how they're connected, but all of a sudden as the movie goes on, this guy's an enemy to this guy, but then he comes across another guy and then they have to become friends. So I think my review of this movie was something like, the enemy of... Oh, I, I'm wanting, well, well, you know how the saying goes. The enemy of my enemy, of their enemy, of his enemy, of her enemy, of that enemy, of my, is my friend, but also my enemy. <laughs> it's just, it's a classic Guy Ritchie, yeah. just like convoluted 
interweaving of different storylines. It's got Jason Statham in it. It's got Dexter Fletcher in it. It's got uh, Vinnie Jones in it as well. Sting. <laughs> the police is in it. It's just a load of fun. It's on Disney+. Plus. I'm sorry, no, it's on Amazon Prime. It's well worth the watch. If you like Guy Ritchie movies, yeah. this is like... Better, better or worse than Snatch? I went into Snatch with a lot of expectations. And then I went into this with lower expectations because I heard Snatch was the better one. So I think I enjoyed this more than okay, Snatch. Yeah. But I Snatch think Snatch great. is probably better, but I had more fun with this. Yeah, Snatch is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get to it. <laughs> I can't wait for you to give it five stars and be like, you're justified. I know, like, I know <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to give it five stars. It's just yeah. finding the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, Do you watch anything else? Tell you what I saw the other day. I watched Turner and Hooch for the first time. Any good? Yeah, it's very sweet. No, nope. I know you don't it. like dogs. And I Wait, don't, and then, dogs and sweets? <laughs> yeah. Also, I need the statement of I don't like dogs needs to be clarified. I don't dislike dogs. I don't know. I think you'll like. Um, you'd probably like Tom Hanks's character because he's a bit like you. Yeah. Oh. OCD. Like. Oh. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Does he have a podcast? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, boo. <laughs> he's a co-op. Um, no, it's just a fun time. It's one of those movies again. You, just kind of family fun there you go uh, speaking of Disney Plus that's Disney Plus yep. uh, a movie called An Education mm. I had so little expectations of this movie this was one of the ones that got nominated in 2009 after they increased the number of best picture nominees so I just saw it in there and I was like what the fuck is that but it is a movie that is basically about this young girl who is top of her class going to Oxford Alfred Molina plays her dad it's Carrie Mulligan is the daughter and basically she's killing it and all of a sudden this older gentleman comes into her life and then shows her the shiny the, the life that she could have if she was with him but it would kind of mean sacrificing some of the studies she's making and it's a very kind of not interesting commentary but it's a, it's a very interesting story of like how because it's kind of set in I feel like it's like the 40s, 50s, maybe like 50s, I don't know, it's set old, olden times. And basically just about like how a woman's education, if you will, could yeah. be sacrificed for security. Like how much should she sacrifice her own uh, pursuit of, you know, profession and career so if you're it means security? Should she go study or should she go golding? Exactly. And you know how you feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's the Best Picture nominated and I, I had a great time with it. It's written, directed by some really interesting people. No, it's based on a it's based on a memoir article by some journalist and then it was made into the movie and I and it stars uh, Rosamund Pike in it as well. It stars, um, what's his name? Dominic Cooper as well. Uh, Who's the main character? Peter Skarsgård Peter Skarsgård, Skarsgård, yeah. is also in it as well. And it's on Disney Plus. It's a nice fun watch. I, well, not fun, but it's, yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> worth the watch. It's worth the watch. Yeah. Anything else for yourself? Uh, um, no, I think that's probably it. Like I've I've seen some other stuff. Road to Perdition, worth to watch. It's a bit grim. I don't like that movie at all. Uh, Lion, actually, oh, no, sorry, Lion's not on um thing Tiffany. anymore. Breakfast at Tiffany's is the other one. On Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. We have to mention Paramount Plus. We do. <laughs> uh, I have one more. Yeah. And you give me shtick every month. You're like, yeah, how can we don't pick anything? You've seen it in the heat of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched that. It's on Amazon. Uh, Amazon Prime. It is a very fun time. It's fantastic. It's it's basically about this guy who is accused of a crime in the Deep South. And I assume it's the Deep South yeah. because everyone is sweating profusely. I think it's um, like Alabama or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's accused of this crime of some some big shot in this like kind of local town has been murdered. And he's picked up Sidney Poitier, plays him, got Oscar, won an Oscar for this yeah. role. The movie actually won Best Picture as well. And he's picked up for this because he's black. And then all of a sudden... Um, uh, there's a twist turns out he might be a bit more helpful to the case yeah. than initially thought and it's just about him working uh, tr- working to prove his innocence I guess in a way but also try and find catch this killer and there's a lot of conflict between him and the kind of sheriff of the town yeah. who's played by an actor who has a name no uh, give him his name yeah, he won best actor he'd be one best supporting actor as well I think 
I can't remember. Also, Ray Charles soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by a guy called Norman Jurison, and the guy who plays the sheriff is Police Chief Bill Giuseppe. Is played by Rod Steiger. Steiger. He yeah. is very good. Yeah. Very very good. The two of them have a fantastic dynamic yeah. in it as well. Um. But yeah, look, it probably doesn't hold up because it was like a movie about like what's 1970, 70, 67. So a while yeah. back, the story it's been told a million times now at this point. But there's just a there's a great quality to it from the acting, from the the great depiction of some of the kind of types of characters yeah. you see in these movies is very good. Yeah. There's like a diner older, owner yeah. and there's some of the people who, other people who work in the police station as well. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely worth a watch. I could see, ah, uh, no, I'd say definitely give it a watch if you can. No, I, like a, as a nice classic sit down with a bit of popcorn yeah. and watch it kind of thing. So my biggest thing about this movie is like we, we talk about these days um, the likes of movies um what am I trying to think it movies like Green Book where it's that you know oh this would never happen you know mm. a, a one white person and a black person working together whereas like I feel like this is a type of movie where they've done it so well like it's it you know they don't like each other but they know they, they can help each other and mm. stuff like that and it's it's um yeah it's just one of those classic movies as you say great soundtrack great story I think the, the conspiratorial element to it as well was really good and him you know especially investigating certain members of the community yeah uh, um, and it's you know certain reactions he gets when he he, he you know introduced himself if it, now David if he was to introduce himself what would he say <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what would he say if he was to introduce himself they called me, me Mr. Tibbs 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 yeah um, that's like yes yeah, that's like the, the, the people line. would probably know the line but not yeah, what movie it's in exactly it's in yeah. Sydney um, Poitier Sydney absolute Poitier. legend yeah uh, so yeah if you want to give that a go I would recommend that yeah. as well but shall we get back to Sorry, wait, where is that on Amazon Prime oh Amazon Prime cool but shall we get back to for, yeah. the movie months so these next three movies is probably the most interesting part of the podcast because it's two movies that me and David have... Ha- David hasn't put up his letterbox review, so I have no idea what he thinks of two of them. And one of them is a movie I haven't seen. So yeah, yeah so let's save the two controversial ones to yeah. the end. Uh, let's get... Yeah, because I talked a bit about CZ. Tell me a bit about Missing. Okay, Missing is this new... Um, it's kind of like found footage, but it's found technology. Screenshots. Screenshots, yeah. Screen recordings. Um and it is very similar to the movie that's on Amazon Prime now. It's called Searching, made by the editors of that movie. They've gone on to direct this. So it's about a girl who um, were, were introduced at the start that has, has lost her father. They've moved house, or they moved kind of from somewhere around the mid-America or whatever, out to California. She's living there with her mom and her mom's new boyfriend. And they've decided that they're going to go on holidays uh, and leave her at home on her own. I think it must be, must be like the first time she's, you know, I think she might be 17 or 18 or something like that, you know, um, later time in school. So they go off on holidays. She parties for like, you know, one week solid. Nice. That was the one thing I couldn't get my head around. I was like, nah, you're, if you're hungover, you need to relax. Because <laughs> she just 17. goes. Yeah, I know. She's exactly. a youthful liver, Yeah, David. exactly. Um, but she goes to pick up her man, her boyfriend, from the airport, you oh, know, David. after a week. And David, 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 are they, are they missing? Yeah. Oh, so, it's uh, like the name they, of the movie. They don't come back or whatever. So she decides that um, she has to do this investigation herself and try and get in contact with people, whether it be in the hotel that they were staying in, members of the ambassador who work in, where were they again? Ven- no, Colombia. One of those, one of those countries. Uh, I can't remember. Who, I think it was Colombia. But um, she has to do this investigation herself. That's all I will say. Um, number one, well worth the watch. I think this is going to be a new type of cinema that we see. Um, 
Isn't that a bit gimmicky? It is. I I really went in with the concept that this is this is a gimmick. I'm not yeah. gonna. This is gonna go over my head. Or you know, this is, I'm really not gonna enjoy this. I actually really enjoyed it because oh, wow. there's some bits where you think it's real life and they zoom out and it's you don't really know what you're watching, what's real right. life, what's not. I think the number two. I think the story was really good. They really there's one bit that I wasn't a big fan of, but the way they link everything in, they tie everything together. I thought was really good. Now this is a real proper conspiratorial type detective story or whatever um and there's a lot of different things at play and different um revelations throughout the story which i i kind of enjoyed right i was trying to figure it out myself as well which characters were were kind of working for her working against her but i think this is something that we could actually see a lot of lot of now it could be that type of thing with the fan footage um genre where it kind of got oversaturated but i think these types of you could you could have investigative journalism in, mm-hmm. in this uh, thing. You could have like political, conspiratorial things and stuff like that. I think it would be a really good idea to to um, you know introduce your movie in this sort of way. So you're saying so like it's only been used for like thrillers, is what you're saying? Yeah. But you want to do different you, genres. Like well, you comedy. could do something maybe silly or whatever. Okay. You could do you know you could do a, a comedy talk okay. show or whatever, whatever. Yeah. You could do a king of comedy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I had a really good time. The acting is all pretty good. I don't think there's anyone that's that's any major names in it. There's, I had a look there. I didn't see yeah, anyone. Yeah, the, the main girl. Ken Lun looks Yeah, he's familiar. he's a kind of a bit of a character actor. That I he, oh, he's an old. Seen. And he's yeah. in Saw. And he's in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And AI. And Rush Hour? And Inside Man? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> he's he's just one of those character actors. You would yeah. have seen him. He's a bit, he's kind of in everything. Um, but I will say the main girl, very good. Storm Reed. Yeah, she really carries it. She's on literally on screen for the whole thing. So mm. she, she does a good job. And yeah, fair play to the two guys because obviously what happened is they obviously edited Searching thought, you know, this is a good concept. Let's do our own thing with it. They obviously got some good writers on board. Story's pretty good, but definitely worth a watch. And I had a good time. I think if you watch this at home, I think it could be a chance that you, you get a little bit sidetracked with your phone and stuff. Yeah, you so, start thinking that's part of the movie. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, what was the part of the movie where I had to text my mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, th- I did actually prefer that I watched this in cinemas, but like, certainly really really solid i know this came out in january in america so it's it's already kind of built its box office um numbers so but i i definitely can see this you know being that type of thing that type of genre or type of concept that they kind of build on so yeah yeah worth the watch okay there you go yeah oh, i have to watch that now no well all i'll yeah. say is maybe you have amazon prime now maybe watch searching first yeah my, my, my sister has seen the two and she said searching's very similar so okay see okay. what you think of, of you searching go. Do you think they're going to keep picking names where it's just like yeah. searching, missing, can't find, can't find that, lost and found. Lost, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Devour, you don't lost. And then I think they do have to do the YouTube crossover, still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of not finding what you're looking for. Go for it. Validation from David that Bo is Afraid is a good movie. Let's talk about Bo is Afraid. Yeah. So Bo is Afraid, me and David haven't talked about this yet and it's a very divisive movie online but I also maybe assume between myself and David you're gonna find out at the same time I find out although this was recorded on Sunday so if on Tuesday David's missing you know why <laughs> uh, no so Bo's afraid I, I, I don't even why know why would you to... wait two days no because they'll have 
if they'll oh, you'll sorry, be missing on Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. they'll be like where's David and then this will release because for some reason I won't have edited me killing you <laughs> okay, yeah. out of the you, podcast. You wouldn't have gotten rid of that. No, evidence. I would have done my David impression for the rest of... Yeah. I, would have, I, have, I have hours of footage of you talking. I can find something there. Yeah. But no, Bo is Afraid. Uh, <laughs> David is Afraid now. <laughs> uh, no, Bo is Afraid is a movie by Ari Aster, who people would know who uh, for directing Midsommar and Hereditary, and it stars Joaquin Phoenix and another great other cast members who I'll talk about later but basically it is just this deranged nightmare of a movie about Bo who is our main character and he is to visit his mother and certain events occur that means he is delayed from that and it's a spiraling series of events of him trying to get home to see his mother um because it's a, it's a it's the anniversary of some anniversary of the father's death isn't it yeah and um yeah he's just rushing to get home but what we are treated to is like I said an anxiety ridden an angst nightmare of how do I even begin of just a strange and weird and twisted series of events of nothing ever getting better for Bo and just the movie taking twists and turns that you don't see I loved this movie I I I I, I knew I could never recommend it to anyone else and I had said on my and also I think why I maybe liked it probably better than David did, which I'm only assuming he didn't because I just got a text from you after you'd seen it and you enjoyed that, (laughs) is because I'd watched Hereditary, wasn't a fan. And then I talked at length about Hereditary with my cousin Daniel. It's a great episode. People should go check it out. And he kind of won me over on certain elements of Ari Aster's directing. And when I kind of saw them in Hereditary, I was like, I know that. And I had maybe a bit more of appreciation of it. No, and Bo was afraid. And Bo was afraid. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know where to begin. Like, it, how do you, how, how, how? Okay, I th- what I will say is, I think this is a good movie. But as you say, not for everyone. No. This is just... When you told me Kira was going, yeah. I, I was I, like, get I, her out I, of there. I said it to her on the get way here. I was like, what are there. you doing here? Um, so this is, like, it's a great insight into the psyche of an individual dealing with, like, severe anxiety. Yes. And I think what what's really good, especially towards, no, actually, completely throughout, actually, it's, it, what they do is um, they blend that line between like what is real, what is fantasy, and then like they have you questioning like which is which. Like you know, the, the, you you can't really tell, especially with this character because he, he obviously just thinks like the worst case scenario is, is the only one that's gonna happen. Um, it is a, a really really good character study because we see this character's present. We see elements of his past but we also see maybe a look into his future which i thought was was quite good and we can see a fam- family dynamic as well which i thought was was quite interesting my my personal opinion is that it kind of lost me a little bit in the middle yes i think there was a there's a bit in the middle that really i didn't think was necessary like i i enjoyed it for what it was and i think it does lend a lot especially to to bo's character and stuff and um i do appreciate it I just think, like, for a wider audience, if you cut that yeah. entire segment mm-hmm. out, I think it makes the movie run a lot smoother and it's a lot more focused. The other thing is Ari Aster's, what would you say, his style is kind of shocker and a little bit kind of on the edge. And some things just didn't land for me. There's, yes. a, there's a, a revelation at the end which yeah. just did not yeah. land for me yeah. at all. Um, I, I, yeah. Like the, what are my thoughts on that scene? Yeah. I, so, you're. I'm just so wrapped up in it that I'm like, I'm so ready for anything and I'm, I'm on board with anything at that point because 
from a narrative sense, this movie makes no sense. Yeah. This, if you look, if you take this movie at face value, you're you're gonna you're gonna get a headache of trying yeah. to make everything make sense. But it's what everything and I this so this sounds so wanky and it's so unlike me. Yeah. And it's so weird of me to like talk about the abstract. But if you kind of just take everything in what it's meant to represent yeah. throughout the whole movie, that's where it's genius. That not, a genius is I'm not gonna use that <laughs> word, but that's where it worked for me. Because the first forty five minutes is based off of a short movie called yeah. Bo. And it makes no sense. And every, like it's just how you feel is what Bo is feeling. And yeah. that's the point. The director is trying to is trying to create feelings within you in what Bo is feeling in what are simple situations. Yeah. A simple situation of a stranger taking Bo in and what what hap- what's happening on screen is what Bo is fearful of happening. Yeah. But it's not actually like that. And I think that's the point of this movie. Yeah. It's like those those series of events are not happening, but Bo perceives it as that happening, and that's our us looking at the situation through Bo's lens of yeah. what he's worried and fearful about, and afraid, I guess. <laughs> but from a narrative point of view, if you try and understand it, you're just gonna your head's. But that's explode. what I'm saying. The balance, like that's, they're yes. blending the blending the of, of real life and fantasy. Infuriating yeah. because it, it, there's no there's clear n- distinction. Yeah, exactly. But I love that about the movie. I love that at no point, and it's not a spoiler. At no point. Do, do we ever see outside of Bo's lens mm. to kind of think either what he was seeing or wasn't seeing was real yeah. or it was like a oh here's actually what happened yeah. I'm not saying there's not an explanation at the end of the movie I'm just saying we don't probably get the definitive answer that one would expect from a from a movie kind of that's like you say blurring the line like that okay yeah also my, my another kind of issue I had with it is there's a character we meet at the end of the movie who is from Bo's past Paddy Laplone who Unfortunately, we, we don't get a huge amount of ins like we don't get a huge amount of visual actual representation of what his life was like back in the past. Yes, we set a very little sprinkling of it. Uh, actually, introducing another character, but that's it's kind of irrelevant. the The interaction between those two characters, we only really get one person's opinion of it. Yeah, but that, yeah. But for me, I was just like, that's not your role, like what you're you're telling me is just like what every person in that position is supposed to be doing like you you feel like you're special yeah. because Bo you know or whatever did certain things yeah. or whatever and I just I didn't really like that like it's, it's like it it's totally against now it makes I think it makes sense and it makes sense to Bo's character as to why he is the way he is exactly which I again probably lends to the story but it just it just came across very petty at the end, and I was just yeah. Like, no, that's oh. that's that's fair. No, that's and fair. I was like, just grow up, like stop whinging, stop like, being a whinge bag, stop being a whinge bag. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's entirely fair. Now, I do think like, as a work of art, very very good. That's all I'll say. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like I said, I it's so if someone turned around and said I fucking hated that, I'd be like, that is entirely fair. Yeah, like, so get that. Yeah. If someone says I loved it, especially the bit at the end, I'd be like, I have questions about you. <laughs> <laughs> but like another thing about this movie, three hours. Now I saw this very early on in the day, yeah. so I was bright. I was bright and ready to go. I I got out of this movie with with the rest of the day to do things. Yeah. You left the cinema at eleven p.m. Yeah, and I feel like this movie's not designed to watch into the late no, hours exactly. because this. But what I loved about it is there's like three hours. But there's like three acts, and each act is. I would so- have said there was four acts. There is actually. I was going to. But there's three segments. segments let's just say. Yeah, okay. And each segment is so distinct that 
you don't feel like you're dragging into the second hour of the movie. You feel like you're just beginning the second, the, yeah. the, 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 the beginning of the second hour, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think for that reason, I kind of like, I completely get why you'd cut out that second bit. But I have thoughts we can talk about off air about it. It's just that yeah. it's not too spoilery. But look, what else, what else is good about it? I think it's about it. Joaquin Phoenix. Incredible. Yeah. Like, the man... <sighs> Like what, you, what more do you want? Like yeah. he's, he's great in it. But I was, yeah, I was just gonna say he he like he's it's almost like a distressed performance. Yeah. Just like he's constantly just on the edge yeah. and just like he's afraid to. Yeah, uh, but also I think like I said, Paddy the Pone, incredible. Amy Ryan, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his face? Nathan Lane, Nathan Lane yeah. great job as well. Um, How you doing, kiddo? <laughs> like he's great. He's great. It's such a mindfuck of a movie. Yeah. And I went to a screening of it with a lot of people who appreciated the jokes. Yeah. In that they knew what was funny, they knew what was scary, and they laughed at the right time. And I know that seems so fucking. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, up my own hole, pretentious, yes. <laughs> uh, but they, I just went with the people who just fucking got it. And every time something funny happened, because anytime it could go bad for Bo, it goes bad. Yeah, yeah. And you could either think to yourself like, "Well, that's not realistic," or you'd yeah. be like, oh, 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 "You're fucked." Yeah. Which I think that's what I love this movie. It kept me on edge. And what I've learned from Dave, what I've learned, David, from having watched a shit ton of movies the last few years, is that I want a movie that makes me feel something. And I know there's movies that are like, "Oh, but that make you feel good with a nice heartwarming, you know, love story," or like, I don't know, this big thriller. But I want to feel scared, and I want to feel on edge, and I want to feel alive. And Bo is afraid does that because at every moment you're just not expecting what's coming next. And um, yeah, I had a great time. I, I kind of, yeah. Bo's afraid. Gary's a big fan. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to uh, contact some services. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> def- like it is a red flag. Yeah. Like, this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, I, again, a little bit like with Fast X, you know what you're getting into with this director. So mm. if you liked Hereditary, if you liked, no, sorry. <laughs> no one liked those movies if you enjoy watching Hereditary or Midsommar you'll enjoy watching this funny I don't like those movies I love this really okay. 100% because I the shock horror elements of those two aren't really present in this like there's no gross there's like one or two like gross gross things yeah, yeah I suppose but like was he was he trying to go for more comedy in this I think 100% yeah. he was ah, it wasn't that ah, there is some funny scenes in it though is there <laughs> I don't know the scene. The scene of all the people going into the apartment, like that's yeah, funny. That's funny. That, like, but that's what I mean. That's like a oh, you're fucked. Yeah. That's what I mean by comedy. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's my favorite type of comedy. Knowing yeah. someone else is about, is about to have a bad <laughs> yeah. time. See, I'm too compassionate. I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to see some a banana peel being like some fucker's gonna fall on that. I'm way too compassionate for exactly. that. Exactly. Oh, that's why I mean. Kira would be the worst person. Yeah. Kira, David's girlfriend, <laughs> not a gold digger. She, um, she's that the most, we know of. That we know of. <laughs> she is like the most heartwarming, caring person. Uh, which I feel like she was gonna have. She was. I feel like like she just wanted to give Bo a hug. Like yeah. ten, like ten minutes is even too much. Like two minutes into yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yes. Yeah, I knew about ten minutes, and I was like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> yeah. Leave. It was yeah. funny. I was so I uh, went to go see another movie that we'll talk about in just a sec, and we were going oh, by. You your should have come in. I was, I was so good. It was, it was full. Oh, was it? Yeah. Love to see it though. Screen nine though. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go in and be like, "I said, like, here, come on, <laughs> get out of here, come on." Uh, uh, your car's the whole park. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, she could have just met you down the road in 
pub. You should have. Um, speaking of the movie I went to go see on that day, should we talk about that? Yeah. Or anything else? The Little Mermaid, David. Okay, and you still don't know my thoughts on it. I still don't know your thoughts. I know, you, I know Kira's thoughts on it. Yeah. Spineless woman. Five stars. Get over yourself. <laughs> I was saying to her that she, she should just start a new uh, rating system of just zero stars or five stars. <laughs> you can't do zero. You can only do a half. Uh, okay, sorry, half. Half or five stars. Get, get away with your five stars on this. She said that's the, as good as the King of Comedy. Sorry, she spineless. she went to see spineless. She thing. went to see Bo is Afraid the day before. That's incredibly fair. <laughs> yeah. Spineless woman though. Um, okay, so we all know the story of the Little Mermaid. Whether it was the cartoon we watched back in the day, the Disney cartoon, or you know, some of us read the book. So <laughs> some of us were cool. <laughs> some of us were big nerds. So. Uh, a little bit of a confession to make. I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I have read the book. So oh, wait, what? Yeah, I, re- I read the book. Um, and I would like to say that I had a, a delightful time with this. I hate you so much. <laughs> I actually had a delightful time. I hate time. you so much. And I'm not going to say it's good, it's great. I think it's fine. And I think, number one, it's it's interesting to come into these movies from the point of view having never seen the movie, uh-huh. the previous movie before. Whereas, you you know, I hate Lion King because it's just a shop mm-hmm. for remake, you know, in live action. Didn't particularly like Aladdin. I like that they tried to, cha- tried to change it up a little bit more. But yeah, I actually had a fine time with this. Uh, just to finish the joke we were doing at the beginning of the podcast, but I was say it was going to be good with the visuals. Um, the bright red I am turning down is from rage, <laughs> not from the sunburn on my face. Okay. Now, what I will say, and I said this in my review, I think this is a yeah, I yeah, it's probably quite enjoyable if you haven't seen the original. But when you have, I think it's a balls movie. Okay. Would you, like would you care for me to expand? Yeah, go for it. So, uh well, you said no, just end it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my biggest thing about this movie is the original was 90 minutes. Yeah. This movie is 2 hours and 15 minutes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, okay. from a story perspective, they don't add much. They don't. I, from what I've heard, they've added plenty, especially with the two leads. No, what about no? So my biggest thing is they've they've there's there's what forty five minutes of extra movie in this. What do they add? They add more depth and understanding of both Ariel and Eric, and you get to see more of them as a romantic couple. So it's more believable that they fall in love rather than the Disney thing of like the two of them. We we hear they're going to be falling in love. They fall in love. Whoop de doo. And I think nowadays people, from a live action point of view, are kind of like that's balls. So that's good. But and again, this is just this is just my experience of having seen the originals I kind of spent the movie going like when are we getting to this bit it takes like an hour for her to get up above that's like the first 15 minutes of the animated movie so a lot of the time I'm like and also it was fucking gorgeous on Friday it was like such nice weather and I was like I have to go into a dark room now and I was kind of like already in a bad not a bad mood but I was already like my I can feel my face is beginning to burn I wonder if I did get sunburned how many drinks in were you how many drinks in (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so yeah but like that's what I think I think like from, yeah, I don't think enough... I still haven't made my mind up better. I just remember just watching the movie and like, this is not great. Because I just felt like it didn't do anything to distinguish itself from the original. Yeah, okay, that's that's absolutely yeah. fair. And I like, that would be my opinion, yeah. I think, yeah. coming from... Like, and I can understand, especially considering that I absolutely despise The Lion King. I really, really hate that movie. Yeah. Like, the, there's, a, there's a character where they have the exact same actor playing him. <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Quick wins. Um, but no, like, personally, I I think the underwater... Okay, yeah, bad stuff first. The underwater stuff, not as good as other movies that I've seen from studio stuff, but it's fine. 
Yeah, and it hurts me to say this. I'm like, it's no Avatar The Way of the Water, no, which exactly. does underwater yeah. so good. Exactly. But again, this uh, this probably took about two years to make. That took like... Yeah, far too long 12. and too much money. <laughs> exactly. Um, Melissa McCarthy is Melissa McCarthy. I think she does a grand job. She's fine. She's fine. So you haven't seen the original. I know, but I, she's fine. I, she's doing an impression I, I've, I've heard. Yeah, but like it's the bits where there's a bits of her, she's playing the menacing villain. Yeah, she's playing the, well, Ariel, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, whoopsie doopsie. Yeah, okay. And it's just like that for me, I'm just like, fucking act, would you? Yeah. Also, I love that he, I didn't see her husband in this. I'm like, he's not in it as far there's as... a husband. What? She has a husband. David, are you for real? <laughs> I don't know this. David. I I'm now, now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> she, of course she has a husband. She puts him in every movie she's in. Sorry, Melissa McCarthy. I thought you meant Ursula. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's, that doesn't seem like the woman that would have it. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Uh, yeah, no. So, like, I just felt like, and my biggest thing about Ursula is, you should have got a drag queen for it. The yeah, fact that she's that inspired, cool. the character is inspired by a drag queen. I think the drag queen was called Divine or something like that. Yeah. Get a drag queen. Get someone who's going to fucking give it socks. Be yeah. a campy villain. Okay, but, yeah. That's, no, sorry. That's, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, and I understand. I can sorry. understand where people would have come from that point of view. Now, number one, I think Halle ba- ha- Bailey is fantastic. Very good. Superstar. Yeah. The pipes on that, that woman. Great. I think your man, the kid that plays Eric, I think he's decent. That song he he's sings. Very, okay, he's great. I know you hate Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like. Yeah, I don't hate Lin-Manuel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like that was kind of just thrown in there just for... Yeah, there was three now, songs look, added. Yeah, but I feel like it's a decent job. The, un- the Uncharted song. That's fine, like Bob in it. Um, but their chemistry is great. Yeah, it's great. It is. It, yeah, their 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 connection is like I still think I still think he's punching, but it's a case of he, does he not look like Ryan Gosling to you? He looks. He reminds what? me of a young Gosling. Look it up. The gods. Yeah, he looks like because he has that thing with his eye. Do you know why Gosling always goes around with like that lazy eye? Is is he does? Sorry, David, are you thinking about the guy who plays Columbo? <laughs> no, do you know what his eye? Oh shit! Then? I see it. I hundred yeah. percent see it now. Yeah. yeah, no, I see it. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. see the lazy eye, but I see him looking like the guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, I thought he was decent. Um, I was gonna say Benicio, <laughs> not Benicio. Javier Bardem. Javier, he's grand. Fine. He, yeah. I hope he got paid like fifty million. Or, he, I hope he got paid. A out of all the people underwater, he looks the most obvious. Like that, he's on a soundstage. See, but that's my thing about the underwater scenes. I think the art direction and the lighting is really bad for the underwater yeah, scenes. Yeah, I feel like it could be more colourful. But see, it's really interesting as well because they were av- they were screening this in 3D as well and a lot of the scenes are like, they feel like the early 2000s 3D movies yeah. where it's all like, look at this fish yeah. coming at you. And it's like the thing with The Hobbit where they purposely upped the saturation yeah. because they knew people would have to watch it through the, the glasses. Glass, yeah. And I feel like they've done the same with this. But when you watch, it's just too bright and it's just, it's, yeah... No, but I didn't, I didn't find it colourful, though, the underwater. I would have liked more colour. <laughs> no, I would have. There's the bit where you got his throne room. is very dark. Like, it's very... Mm. Which I, See, I think it, it was because... I feel like you needed a bit more shadows to, to hide the bad CGI, though. I think yeah. that's what I mean. I think you need the... Cause it didn't but even look her like treasure room as well is really dark as well. Oh, but like, that's in the yeah. original, though. Okay, it's meant to be like no, that. Uh, fair. But yeah, I don't know. I could have done... like when, If you're making an underwater world, I feel like it should have been more fantastical. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so. look, as I said, coming coming into this as a, going into this blind, I actually had a good time with it. Yeah, and I can right. understand uh, where you're coming from. You're like, what, what's the point in this? But if, if you're a kid watching this version, do you think you would find it better? Or so, sorry, if you're a kid watching this 
version for the first time, mm. would you have enjoyed it? So it's funny you mention that because I went back and watched the original songs and it's funny to see how bland they are in like the visuals. Yeah. Because obviously it's animated. It's very yeah. different to what yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, but so they, there's a lot more kind of going on. These scenes are a lot more dynamic. Yeah. But there's a, I don't know. The, yeah. I, I think it's just that Disney charm it's missing because obviously you, it's been associated for like 50 plus years yeah. of this. And also I think another big element about this movie is the expressiveness of live action animals because Sebastian in the original very dynamic same as Flounder same as Scuttle whereas in these like the fact that they make I understand why you didn't make them super cartoony but like Flounder looks haunting like every time he was on screen I think that's why I think he was cut a lot he was cut a lot like he's barely in it and Scuttle um, first of all Seagull's talking underwater. What the fuck's that about? But also, like, uh, sorry, I'm just a bit like a bit all over the place. This movie, um, like Aquafina needs a new voice. Yeah, I just I feel I don't know. Just I'd this... say you really enjoyed that rap. <laughs> it's funny, Lily. I went to go see it with Lily, and she went to the toilet. And she came back, and she was, but well, she, 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 she was like, "What you miss?" And I was like, "I was like, you miss nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing." Um, no, my last thing would be uh, David Diggs. That man needs more work. Now, what I will say as well is um, the guy who plays Sebastian originally, originally is the guy who wrote a lot of the songs. I think his name is Samuel E. Wright or something, I think. Yeah. And he's like iconic. Yeah. David Diggs kills it. Yeah. And, like the fact that he's, it's an anim- it's a voiceover role yeah. in a character that is lacking the expression of the original. Yeah. But that's why I, I felt he really brought something to it. That's what I mean. With, I think he adds voice. a yeah. fucking, he adds an element to it and he has a lot of quips in it that some people in the audience were laughing at and I was like, shut up and make this movie finish. <laughs> um, he needs more work 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think him, uh, him and Bailey were absolute standouts yeah. and uh, I think everyone else was fine. Yeah, fair. I also have two funny points about it if you'd like to hear them or do you want to wrap up? No, that's fine. Come on. Uh, why is Ariel looking to go up on land, David? The sea is 70% of the earth. Global warming is coming for those land dwellers, David. She's going to be stuck with a pair of legs and not a lot of land to walk on, David. They're there in the water. No, but this is, not back in the, this is back in the day they didn't believe in it or they didn't know about it. And there's a few people who don't believe in it now. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, also, it's really oh, cute. You, that was your perfect time to do your Tucker t- 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 Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> You'll, we'll lose our right wing <laughs> <Yeah, audience. exactly. laughs> uh, And my second thing is um, it's nice to see two hoarders finding each other. They're big fucking yeah, hoarders. Yeah. With their, and I understand that's another thing that's been added to it. It's like, shh, he's a lot more adventurous and wants yeah. to see the world and she's not collecting things because she's obsessed with um, the, the 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 land so much as she's ex- uh, interested in discovery and he's the yeah. same and that's well, a new I, element that's been added that makes those characters yeah. believable that they, I really like that scene though because like he, he she's they're going through maps together yeah but she's introducing like stuff from the sea to him mm. and like he's introducing stuff from the land to her I just think and some of the editing I think was the appalling as well this, I don't know. That, that, no, there was something, and then also the under the sea thing, I didn't like at all. The because uh, in the original, you have the actual. There's like, and now the sea turtles yeah, playing drums, know, and yeah. there's some things I like heard that. I think Jeremy it, John saying that. The, like yeah, this. there's some things lost on it. It was yeah. just like, yeah, it was weird watching it at the time where it was just like they were trying to make the animals do like dance, but it just didn't feel like. Mm. Yeah, something weird about it. But I, that, again, I think that's that's a an issue with the live action CGI's that's, but, and it's when you're trying to translate an animated movie into or into live action it, yeah yeah, it's a big issue yeah. it's you know you could say that about all the uh, live action remakes but I like the Latin controversial take no yeah look, I love that's Latin. fair that's fair Guy Ritchie yeah 
exactly. Lock stock. Yeah. Um, no, and yeah, I can understand if people do enjoy it, but yeah, like if you are remaking these movies, put something different in there. That, put that, a little bit of extra what, in. And that's what I mean. I wanted another story element in it. Yeah. I wanted like something because they do change some things. At the, at, this is not too much of a spoiler, but at the end of the first one, there's a wedding. Uh, sorry, the end of the, the, the original, there's a wedding and, yeah. she, and Ariel goes to interrupt a wedding. Whereas in this, it's like a proposal party, which is kind of cool because it's like, it's taken away that whole like, Disney fairy tale they always get married yeah. at the end kind of thing but also it kind of robs I think it was Jeremy Jones talking about this where it robs the whole like you need to get there quickly to yeah. stop the wedding whereas in this one it's, it's kind of like a setting yeah yeah so um, so they do make some changes but it's like I kind of knew like this needs to happen and this happens and then this happens and this happens yeah. but I spent the whole movie being like it's an hour and a half in and we haven't even begun to got to this bit yet I don't know I think I was just kind of like but that's the thing. You're going in with the expectation yes, of I like am. that this you know this is a ninety minute cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. But it's always like no matter what movie they remake, like if you've seen it before, I had a great time with the lad. That's, <laughs> yeah, well, I, again, I feel like they've changed enough in that. But that's what I liked about that. Yeah. Like Aladdin, they made yeah. those story changes where you were like, oh, what could happen yeah. in a way. Whereas but I, I, think I can't this... really talk from that point of view with this movie. I can't yeah, talk no, from other ones. Right. <laughs> I can talk from other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I can't. I, yeah. I can't no, that's really fair. I was just, I was just, that was my problem. With yeah, that's fair. Because Lily gave it two stars as well. So I felt justified. Yeah. But has she seen the first? She's seen the original? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> there we go. Right. Shall we talk about the June movies? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I love June 1 and I can't wait for June part 2 with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> So much spice. Uh, so yeah, okay. We've uh, this coming Friday. Oh yeah, we have got Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Yeah, jump to list them all, and then we'll talk to them first. Or you can just go list them. Yeah, uh, and then next week we've Actually, got. No. I keep forgetting which ones are out. Just we'll do it one by one. one. By one. <laughs> so yeah, so this coming Friday we got Spider Man across the Spider Verse. First one was excellent. Yeah. Um, I have kind of avoided as much as I can about this. I don't want to know anything about it going in. I haven't seen any earlier reviews. I don't know if you have. No, I don't think I have I think, either. Yeah, yeah. Um. Look, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. I know it's a part one. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. This the thing, because it was initially called something, something part, part one. Part one, okay. So I'm, I'm going in knowing it's a part one So I'm like, like fast X. a bit of a fast X. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm bracing myself to not be yeah. resolved. Yeah. What am I, what I'm expecting from this? Great voice cast, funny jokes, great animation. I'm a little bit worried because I've seen that trailer, that most recent trailer, and it. I feel like it's given away too much. That's what. That's why I've stopped watching the trailers. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about it. No, but it came on the cinema. What mm. can I do? If you can't see me, I can't see you. <laughs> uh, the next week we've got uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. I enjoyed Bumblebee. I enjoyed Bumblebee. Anthony Ramos is in this. It must yeah. be good. It must be. Who's <laughs> directing this? Uh, what was that movie he was in? In the Heights? In the Heights, yeah. Lin Mama. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, who is the record? Gary, you've got another shade red. <laughs> <laughs> Lost, David. <laughs> I don't hate him, I fancy him. It's one of those things where you're just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I hate that person. It's like, cool, they were asking about you. Really? Really? <laughs> uh, who is directing Rise of the Beasts? I don't think it's anyone. Stephen big, Capel Jr., who did Creed 2. What has happened to um, your man who did Bumblebee Knight? Stephen Knight? Travis Knight. Travis Knight. He's who, he's Phil Knight's uh, son. You know that? Phil Knight. The guy who owns Nike. Fuck off. Yeah, he is. What? Yeah. He did Kubo and the Two Strings. I see that there. And yeah. another movie called Wildwood. Yeah, that's what, what I'm wondering. What, like, what the fuck? How do they pick people who do the Transformers movies there? Yeah, I know, yeah. Madness. Anyway, look, the trailer looks 
there's a cool one shot in it yeah I'm interested vaguely in it the, the biggest thing about it is the um, the Transformers now seem to be like a little bit more distinguishable yeah, and they're a bit more uh, animation accurate yeah, as well so yeah. like they don't look as ch- chunks of metal like yeah. the Michael Bay movies did yeah so yeah I'm quietly looking forward to it yeah. oh no what? oh David I'm actually really upset um, so there's a movie co- coming out the same weekend that I was trashing for weeks it's called Strays it's about dogs but it's like R-rated and all the dogs curse oh. it looks balls <laughs> it's got Will Ferrell so you know it's, it's bad not, it's <laughs> got Jamie Foxx Will Forte Isla Fisher is Randall coming Park. out on Netflix no I think it's, go- it's coming to cinemas oh, now wow. this is in America I think it's co- I'm pretty sure it's coming out in Ireland this weekend but probably not going to be in many cinemas yeah. and Josh Gad's in it as well Rob Riggle it's like all the people who are like in shit comedies all the time I just found out who it's directed by David. Josh Greenbaum? I don't know the name. He directed Barb and Star. Go to Mr. Delmar. I'm actually so upset. I can help see it now. You probably would have said that looks shit before you see that. No, I knew that was magical. (laughs) (laughs) This is another chance I'll take to tell people to go see uh, Barb and Star. Who wrote it? Dan Pro. It's the first movie this guy's written. Has he written any TV or comedy? Uh, He's written. uh, He's a TV writer. He wrote. (laughs) <laughs> what oh it's the same guy who wrote American Vandal he's the creator of American oh, Vandal oh hey that sounds good <laughs> have I just hyped myself up for this movie <laughs> he's a guy he did a lot of the c- c- college humour stuff so he does you've honest trailers you've done a full 180 on this David this is the movie of the month <laughs> <laughs> okay strays I'm on board for it now I didn't even know about this and, David, and then the week after yeah no hard feelings. Oh, <laughs> this looks great. Lily recently asked, like, Gary, I can't tell if you're joking. Another trailer came out for this. I didn't watch I'm it. I'm so on board with I this didn't movie. Watch it. I've no I'm idea so why. Mark, my housemate, and your good friend, my friend as well. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> clarify that. I told them, I was like, that looks like my, top, my movie. And he turned around and he goes, Does it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have, my brain is broken. And this movie, I'm just so on board with. I think it's the role Jennifer Lawrence was born to play. She yeah. looks great in it. The kid is fake. So basically, it's about this movie of there's um, a Gary the, there's a character called Gary in it there's uh, these two parents basically um, take out a Craigslist uh, uh, Craigslist ad or whatever and it's like hey if you quote unquote date our son we'll give you a car and Jennifer Lawrence has to quote unquote date their son but the son makes it very difficult because he's such a fucking nerd <laughs> he's and such he's, a dweeb and she's just like let me ride you so I can get a car <laughs> yeah. and it just looks like a really fun time yeah. it, it could be so balls but it, my god has it got my hopes up I, I don't know why how long is it uh, not long enough David uh, <laughs> if it's, I tell you if, it's, if this is like David I swear to god right now if this is an hour and 36 minutes this is going to win movie of the month. <laughs> and look, it's a close with strays as a close yeah. second. <laughs> David, there's no official runtime. Oh no. But my God. Like if that's an hour if that's an hour thirty six, David. Yeah. Cause I couldn't see it being more than an hour fifty. Like I see I can't see enough of a storyline in there. No, there's no there's no screen line. Yeah. Look I think it looks is, good. I think this is exactly the type of movie Jennifer yeah. Lawrence needs. Get away from all the drama shit. Yeah. Get away from uh, Red Sparrow. Get away from Mother. Get away from... Um, uh, she likes her, man. <laughs> Unlike both. <laughs> um, this is the movie she needs. She was, she, she was known for comedy. Yeah. This is the comedy movie. I'm a big fan of it. I, I really enjoyed that first trailer we, uh, we've yeah. seen. Yeah. Uh, and the choice people have is either watching that or watching Extraction 2. Yeah, my sister liked Extraction 1 and she's looking forward it. to Extraction 2. I haven't seen the trailer for Extraction 2. Either. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> cool. Moving on. Uh, oh, this is a great month. Next weekend, two movies coming out. The Flash. 
Oh, sorry, didn't, that's how you meant next. Sorry, this is the yeah, 23rd of uh, June. Yeah. The Flash and Asteroid City. What a weekend. That's that's you're a looking forward bill. to Asteroid City? I, uh, no, but, uh, well, no, like, look, it's... I seen that trailer. It was on before uh, Bo. Am I excited for Asteroid City? Am I excited for either of those movies? I definitely want to watch both of them. Would you, okay, if you, there you go. If you were offered a, a, a role in a Wes Anderson movie, like, it does that mean you have, like, a job for life? No. Look, like, at, look at Luke Wilson. But, like, is he not, like, best friends with him? Yeah, how many movies has he been in recently? Yeah, he's probably doing something for him, though. Writing or something? Maybe. I know his Roman Coppola does all the writing. He's, a, he's one of his best mates. Yeah. Um, he I, just seems like a nice bloke. Wes? Yeah. Yeah. He was at Can. I feel like, to be getting all those actors, like, like the fact that he's finally roped Tom Hanks in. Yeah. Like, it's like, he, he always just seems to get top-tier talent, so. Yeah. Like, I mean, surely the likes of Scarlett Johansson and stuff, like, they have... Rachel McAdams. Right? Yeah, exactly. They have other things they could be doing. Does does she, though? Because she kind of... Disney, she burned Disney recently. And, like... Yeah, but, like, surely you're putting her name on, on your movie. Mm, she a box office draw? No, she would be. Really? Ghost of the Shell? Lucy? Ah, come on, Ghost in the Ghost Shell. Ghost in the Shell, Lucy, and Black Widow are, like, movies she has led recently that have not done well. You could say her, but... She's not, like, on the poster. I, I still wouldn't say they are, like, big box office draw movies. That's what I mean. I don't think you could, like... Land Plus, she's, she's still living off that Amer- Avengers bike. Like, she doesn't need to work. Also, Marriage Story and Judge Romero. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've just picked out Scarlet Johansson. There's a load, of, mo- load oh. of people in that movie. Will like, I list it? Yeah, well, don't, you don't have to list everyone, but, like, there's a load of people in it. Yeah, so, ba- <laughs> so, basically, it's, it's a movie about uh, world-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of Junior Stargazer Space Cadet Convention in uh, an American desert town circa 1955. Such a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Uh, it's got everyone. It's got Maya Hark, uh, Maya Hawk, uh, Scott Johansson, Sophie Lillis, Margot Robbie, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Tony... Margot Robbie's in this. That's what it says. Jesus, there you go. Anyway, it's got a stacked cast. Yeah. Ed Norton, Asian Brody, Brian Cranston, All Steve Carell. Uh, who else? Matt Dillon, Rita, uh, Willem Dafoe, Tilda Swinton, Jeremy, uh, sorry, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Stephen Park. A lot of people are in it. Yeah, I don't really know what it's about. It's probably going to be very stylistic. I'd yeah. say Wes Anderson is annoyed that everyone's doing a weird trend of yeah. making his movies. Um, Actually, he would surely love that. I think it's make, taking the piss of him though, isn't it? Oh, come on. Like, well, it's kind of saying like you don't, your substance of a director could be replicated by AI. No, but I've seen people do it. Like, there's a guy in the who travels around Ireland, this American guy, and he's doing it. He's like making Wes Anderson style movies in mm. like small towns in Donegal. Fair. I, so I think I don't. I'd be. I'd be. Uh, flattered. Pretty proud. Yeah, flattered. Uh, the Flash. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's um, what. What more is there to be said about it? Could be terrible. Could be great. But it could be great. <laughs> Definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, trailers giving away too much. Mm, this some of that CGI is muck. Don't care. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, but it's just so bad. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then last movie of the month, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You, you. What was he? What was it? You said you're gonna be so proud when this. I, I just gonna said, be so smug. I gotta be so smug. I, I've been fighting like, with my father about this movie. Why was? Why did this come out in Cannes? They were. I, I reckon it was a whole thing of like India because. Everyone, everyone, all the people who like are important in Hollywood at this age, the age kind of remember when Indiana Jones came out and that was a big movie and like that's the, that's the icon of action movies in the 70s or whatever. So like to know this is Harrison Ford's definitive last time out, they're like, fuck it, let's try and ramp up some Oscar buzz about this. 100%. Yeah, that's okay, what they did at Cannes. Yeah. And then they didn't make it as that type of movie and then people at Cannes were just like, 
what is this? This is there is no abstract. Que yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like where's the where's the sort of scene where you have to I don't know. It's like <laughs> come on, finish the job. Uh, oh, I don't know. There's no there's no subject or camera movements. There is just a a man with a hat and a whip. Qu'est-ce que vous allez? There's not even. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm desperately trying to think of a joke we did at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. There's no big ball going through Rome. Where is his mother? Yes. Hey, why does he have no relationship with his mother? I'm sorry. If, if there's anyone listening from Cannes, can we have an invite next Oh, please. Next thank you so much. We know a great Irish pub. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, look. I'm excited. I'm excited. I that. just thought this didn't look great. And then when the reviews came out, and then my dad thinks it's going to be the biggest movie of the year. And I kept telling him no. And then the reviews came out and it was bad. And I'm like, see, old man. Gotcha. You know nothing. You don't know nothing. Um, and then it's gonna make a billion dollars, and he'll have, he'll be able to. He'll be like, he won't even he won't even show it to my face. He'll just be like, did not it's not gonna make a billion dollars. And I'm like, so passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I don't know. I thought it looked good. I, I know you were saying the musical cues, Bobby had a lot to do with that. But yeah, it's. Uh, uh, James Mangold's an incredible director. Yeah, I was um, more for his sake. I kind of wanted him to keep that role going because he he's been on a good role. Since, Ford vs Ferrari. Yeah, since Logan. Logan yeah. Uh, Wolf, uh, the Wolverine. Uh, Girl Interrupted uh, 310 Yuma uh, he did something else big recently as well anyway great director Love yeah it. but yeah that's June uh, anything in particular there I know what it is for me it's strays and no hard feelings <laughs> no big time um, interested to see Spider-Verse hopefully continues that kind mm-hmm. of that momentum yeah there you go speaking about good momentum yeah. let's end the podcast let's, right now. Right now. Um, let's hit this wall <laughs> yeah. David thank you so much for coming over and doing this I very much appreciate it and I also want to thank anyone who's listened to this or any of the other episodes if you would like to keep up to date with the podcast you can follow at Reeling in the Peers on Instagram you can follow the TikTok to get the clips there's also the full episodes go up on YouTube as well you can follow either myself or David on Letterboxd with the links in the episode description you can also contact the podcast at readingthepeers at gmail.com you can also subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple be sure to give us five stars or even if you think it's like a four or three give us five (laughs) and if you have any other suggestions be sure to stick them in the Q&A and that's about it it's time to go pray Gary no I do that in the morning David I didn't I mixed you all my gold digging Davis (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,